Hey guys, this is Jessica and Sterling and this week we wanted to talk to you a little bit just uh, about what's going on and catch you up on things uh, the week of February 14th-ish. That's right. First couple weeks in February, I guess yeah. I should say. Last time we talked we were coming back from KC. Um, since then I've gone back to work. I got to Run down with the flu and strep, thankfully. I like how you nonchalantly say that, too. You're like, well, I got the flu and strep. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, so, I mean, let's just talk about the flu and strep. Well, so we can can start with um, last week I got to go back to work, which was great. Kind of played that I was the uh, Sterling Circus Act for the first two days Mm -hmm. that I was there because I didn't get a whole lot of work done. It was amazing just to see everyone that I'd missed when I'd been out for three months. So that was really nice. Um, I think probably Wednesday or Thursday morning of last week, people finally realized, oh, wait, you're back. I can start sending you work. Made it through about my 2,000 emails that I'd had, which actually wasn't all that bad. I was expecting it to be a little bit worse for being out of work for three months. Yeah. Um, it just felt really good to be able to get out of the house, go back to work, and actually do something um missed a lot of people and then it's nice to be busy opposed to just focusing on trying to get better yeah and you have something to do and occupy your time and exactly um so work's been going really well um actually the team has been amazing to me everyone is really glad that i'm back it's again just nice to see everyone we have a lot of good plans for 2020 um, that now I'm able to help out with since I was released from leave. Um, and then, But that comes into play when we talk about you getting the flu and strep. It does. So we don't think I got the flu or strep from work. We think I got it from Luviana's daycare. Yeah, so Thursday I walked into Luviana's daycare and bam, sign in the door. There have been seven confirmed cases of flu. Yeah, no problem. I come home, pick up Luviana. And, uh, she coughs right in his face. Yeah. And, right in his face. And so we, we had a good weekend. We were chilling. And I was like, I'm just really tired. And this was Sunday night. And yeah, so, he's like, I'm going to go to bed. It's like 7.30. And I was like, something's not right. Like, it's like I just had my full first week work. Like, Yeah. Maybe I'm just sleepy. Like, I just got to get ready for tomorrow. And then she comes and wakes me up. She's like, yeah, 101 fever. Yeah, I was like, you you gotta go. Like, and so we, um, thankfully, Alani came over and watched Luviana. Yep. Who was already down for the night, and we spent the next three hours at the hospital. Yeah, we spent a lot a long time in the hospital. Not only and the, the ER. flu, um, but strep. So, whammy. So double whammy. That's right. And that that uh doctor was like. Oh, what caused all of this transverse myelitis? Do they know? And we're like, strep. And she's like, let's just go ahead and strep test you. Sure Bam, enough. strep. So we're still kind of wondering how that works and if maybe you'll always test positive for strep. Yeah, it's a question we have for Mayo. And because like you've been on antibiotics for that are just like low dose antibiotics when you started your treatments. Right. And that was supposed to help kind of prevent you from getting, like, an infection, but then... Can't, can't prevent a virus, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, obviously we know that we can't prevent flu, right? But, like, that's kind of supposed to help you prevent, like, an infection, like strep or right. something like that. But I'm kind of wondering if it just kept it at bay. 
Yeah, you guys have heard us talk about it, right? So basically all these steroids I'm taking just deplete my immune system. So if I'm exposed to anything, it's a good chance I'm getting it. And that's exactly what happened with the flu and strep. Thankfully, um... Yeah, like, I mean, he's an immune-compromised person, so getting... Because I'm 80. <laughs> I mean, essentially, you are, like, an older person or a younger person, right? So, I think a lot of people are just... And I'm around flu so much because I'm just around so many kids. And I had the flu a couple weeks ago, like you guys know. And then um, we got Lumiana her flu shot, but this go-around... When you got the flu, we went ahead and gave her, like, preventative Tamiflu. Mm -hmm. Like, she's still doing that just to kind of hopefully ward that off because they do say it takes, like, two weeks sometimes for it to, like, fully uh, show in your system, like, yeah. to present as flu. So, um, and it could have been that because it would have been around two weeks since I had it that you came down with it. That's true. So, we're kind of just operating on the assumption that... We get to change all of our clothes and we come in the door. Luviana gets changed immediately from daycare. Um, we're, you know, should take stock in Lysol. We should take um, stock in Lysol. We <laughs> are wiping all the things down. Uh, the other hard part about that, about having a 15-month-old, is like you never know if they're sick or if they're just being a 15-month-old. And if you have a 15-month-old or have ever had one, you guys know kind of what that's like. It's just like they can't tell you what's wrong with them. So she does this little <laughs> cough thing and you're like, oh, God, it's something, you know. And, um, yeah, so we've kind of been on this fence of does she have strep because she's had a slight cough. and Doctors seem to think she's healthy. Yeah, so, I mean... And then you're like, do I take her to the doctor to expose her to more people who are just sick? So if she doesn't have something here, let me go sit in a doctor's office where you can get exposed to something, right? So that's been a little bit of a struggle. And that's my biggest struggle, if I'm honest. Like, you're, I don't want to say easy, but you're easy in comparison sometimes with that because it's like, I can look at you and be like, you're sick. Right. Like, I know what you look like mm -hmm. when you're sick. Baby can't tell you if they're sick. Or yeah. Not. And and she can be so, like, happy and just chipper and running around and playing. And then, bam. She's like, lays down. Yeah, lays down and wakes up with, like, 103 temperature like she did when she had RSV. Right? I mean, it's just, like, so... That's so hard for me as a mom. And then you just kind of question... Every decision you question if you don't take her, what if she has something? You question if you do take her, what if I'm exposing her to something? There's just a lot of questioning back and forth, especially when you kind of have to like do it yourself because you're quarantined in a bedroom and you know all of those things. So that's been my struggles with it this week because I was worried about you and with Sterling's compromised immune system when we went to the ER they tested his white blood cell count and they were he wasn't as low as they were kind of expecting him to be so that was Great really news. good yeah. it was amazing news which meant that you didn't have to stay in the hospital with the flu yes um and we were very excited about that because we kind of just in the back of our heads almost kind of thought you would have to stay there yeah, I think that was kind of our expectation going in is that we thought that my white cell count would be so low that I'd have to stay there. But 
I'm not completely immune compromised. I, I still got a few good white blood cells <laughs> hanging out and kicking it for me. And so um, we were, I think that what shocked us more was that you had strep and that it mm-hmm. was that because this is what started the whole thing. And we're just kind of always concerned about you, your body kicking in and, you know, um, attacking itself again, essentially. Good news. You did get treatment, though. Got treatment. This quick, last week. Very quickly. Um, got medication for the strep, so some more antibiotics, then put me on Tamiflu, um, and then honestly just got a ton of rest. So Jessica says I was quarantined. I was quarantined in our bedroom for three days. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and just, I had parent-teacher conferences in there yeah, for two nights so. <laughs> until 6.45. Yay. I just had the ability to rest, and then what? Your mom and Alani came over and... Help take care of Lou, take care of the house. And yeah, and then poor Alani has like yeah, a upper respiratory <laughs> infection or something going on. They're not really quite sure, but like, yeah, so she kind of tapped out on taking care of Lou. Um, if you guys know Alani, like she never stops working or studying or, or doing school something. or something. Yeah, so yeah. for her to be down with a upper respiratory infection is a big deal because she's the only one of us that's never taking a break. Yeah, so... Um, thankfully my mom was able to come and watch Liviana while I had parent-teacher conferences. Um, and then we, yeah, just let you rest. But I think the other thing is like, you know, you getting that treatment and them being able to give you treatment and they seem to think that that was a good thing. They also seem to think, they said, good thing you went to the ER when you did, is they what did. they said. They were, um... Very proud of Jessica for getting me to the ER, even though I didn't ever want to go back there. He was very adamant. He was very, very pissed at me when I was like, get up, we're going to the emergency room. Whenever Jessica says pissed, it's like I don't say a word for 30 seconds and then I'm instantly angry. <laughs> that is uh-huh. that is not it's, it's what happened. for 30 seconds. The whole time you were in the emergency room, you were mad that we were even there. I was not happy to be there. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't happy to be there either, but going is what we needed to do. It's true. So, so thank you. You're welcome. Um, and then, well, I guess afterwards we're. I guess what I was freaking out the most about was that Sunday we went to. Oh, yeah, I know. Hang out with some friends who. We were the bad people who were like exposing other people to yeah, sicknesses. We, we hung out with two <laughs> friends who have. Little kids, too, and then all of a sudden I get diagnosed with a flu and strep. So the next day I'm like, so if anyone in the family starts acting weird, um, yeah, please just go to the ER because I'm a horrible person and then just expose your children <laughs> to this. But thankfully, no one else got sick. So. Knock on some wood, yeah. at least, yes. Right. But, yeah, hopefully they're all they're all doing well. Um, so we had a couple... So a little bit going with that is that we're not exactly sure how... For the next six weeks, how your work's going to go just because... Yeah, I mean, Nitty's like just work from home, right? And like yeah. everyone just work from home. So I'm back at work, but I'm going to be primarily working from home. So yeah, that's fine. Um, at least I'm doing things and I'll get to talk to people every day. I'll hang out here in my office with my bicycle and talk to people on yeah, conference calls. Yeah, I came home yesterday and this so. bull's like, oh, I rode 20 miles to, today. I mean, you kind of burn off some... It was Something. five days after you got diagnosed with the flu. 
I've not always, even a full I've five days. Been kind of that mindset of just like sweat it out. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter if you're sick or if you have a hangover. Just go and put yourself through some misery of exercise. Yeah, that explains why you always and, run like a huge amount after you're like drinking, and then you just throw up, and then you're like, oh, I feel so much better. True. I can run some more. I'll, I'll run ten more miles. Sit on my PRs after doing that. True story. Yeah. So. Freak. Uh huh. Anyways. So a lot of work working remotely now, which is good. Um, it's just us being pretty hypervigilant about like Luviana and I. And and I think what's hard for me is that like you can't prevent like Luviana's school. I mean, they're just giant like petri dishes. True. Like over there. Like that building is just one giant petri dish. Every daycare is just one giant and petri it's dish. And it's winter and it's a really bad winter with viruses and things and so like that's not helpful. But like at my age group of eighth grade, it's Sometimes I get so irritated with them because they'll just be walking around and they're like, oh, uh, I have strep. Like, that's what a kid said to me a couple weeks ago. And I was like, why are you here? And they're like, well, I didn't know it this morning. And I don't have a fever. And I was like, but you have stuff in the back of your throat that you can visibly see. And they're like, exactly. yeah. And I was like, please go away from me in my bubble. Like, do not come anywhere near me. And I'm just, like, following said child around, like, wiping up Lysoling, like, around them. And it's just, like, that sometimes is probably the most frustrating thing with me because, like, you know, they're 13, they're 14. They know when they don't feel good. And I get it. Sometimes they don't get a choice, you know, about coming to school and things like that. But I'm just, like, you guys got to cover your mouth when you cough and, you know, all of these things. So I'm... Like, if you were to ask any of my students out there, if there, any of them are listening, then they're going to be like, yeah, Ms. Harmon is super germ germ queen, always, you I've know, always talking about germs. Like, what schools need is, you know, you walk, walk into some businesses and you open the door and they have, like, that breeze barrier that shoots down. Yeah. What if that was just that Lysol barrier? Like, you walk in and all of a sudden it's just a mist of Lysol just that you can walk you. in and out of. Oh, they I had think, something uh, like that, like getting off the planes on like Indonesia. Did you see this? Yeah, Where they were getting off the planes and they were spraying everyone down in Indonesia for their coronavirus and stuff. Oh boy. And I was like. Really just need to be worried about the flu here. I, yeah, I know. But I'm saying we need like Lysol like sprays sure. like that. Like Alicia and Rhonda sent me um, a couple of bubble boy memes <laughs> yesterday and that's very much how I feel is. Just running around like Jake Gyllenhaal in a bubble suit is what I think I should be doing nowadays. So, yeah. Um, you also got to go in public with a mask on, which you thought yeah. was you hate doing. I just tell tell people I'm handing out Coronas and see what they think, <laughs> and then see if they run away from me or not. Um, we you we made you wear a mask around the house for a couple days as well. We did. Yeah, once I came out the room, just to make sure. Mainly, again, not to protect people from me, but protect me from people, right? Like, yeah. We're gonna just got home from daycare. Didn't get a shower or bath yet, right? So maybe she has some little friends from school <laughs> with her. So, and I'm almost, I'd say, hundred percent better. I still have some weird sinus thing going on. Hopefully, that'll be gone in the next couple of days. Yeah. So it's worked. Good. So we had a couple questions that some people were uh, wondering about, and then one of them 
where it was a recommendation, the first one was maybe a recommendation, that yeah. Sterling do some beer episodes. That's right. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but... Um, doesn't know this I like beer. Um, not last year, but the year before, my New Year's resolution was to drink a different beer every single day. Crushed that. Drank 440 <laughs> different beers that year. Um, that makes you sound like an alcoholic. It's, it's, you it's just, one beer a day. You didn't drink a whole beer, though. You would it drink, could like... It taste yeah. It's yeah, just you would just taste. Beer. Yeah, right? like, something different. He doesn't um, have a problem, I promise. I couldn't tell you the last time I was drunk, all right? I'm a very high-functioning alcoholic. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's not a funny so, joke. So, next time we can do some, like, beer and maybe bourbon? Um, Too far with bourbon? I don't know. That's beyond my... Ma- I don't drink either one of those things, so you're going to have to get a guest, like, mm-hmm. person. Nick will come on. Nick will come yeah. with me. Yeah, somebody yeah. besides me. All I do is stand in line for things that... I literally cannot drink. Yeah, last um, Saturday, I made Luviana and Jessica stand in line with me for the chance to potentially buy some Just rare, to, you rare, still have to buy it. You don't win it. It's a raffle. You, you raffle the chance to buy it. We did not win said raffle, so we did not get to buy said bourbon, but... There was, was a lot of people there. Yeah, there was like 500 <laughs> people with, hoping for the opportunity to buy one of these bottles. It was pretty entertaining. Um, I was not entertained, but okay. Um, You'll come next time, too. Yeah, I know I will. I won't really get a choice. All right, so people have some questions for us. What are we answering? So, I think we answered a couple of them. Um, My dad talked a little bit about and was wondering, like, just that Luviana won't really be able to, like, remember all of this. But how do you think that she's done with it all is what he was asking us. Like, how do you feel like she's done with it? Um, and we originally started our blog and everything when you first got put in the hospital because we, we wanted to document it for her and we wanted to do this podcast really so that she can go back and listen to just like us and how we are and maybe in 10, 15 years we'll be completely different people. I hope, I mean, you always want to change and be a little different, right? Continuous learning. And so, um... She'll be like, man, my parents were cool. <laughs> my parents were a bunch of weirdos. Um, and so we we were just originally starting this out so that we could have some form of a documentation for her. Um, and of course, update all of you. Yeah. But how would you say you think she's done? I think she's done incredible with it, honestly. Like, there's been so much family who has been here to help us and support us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... She's maybe at times known that things were a little off, but she loves everyone in the family and she's always happy to see uncles, aunts, grandparents, friends that are family. And she just maintained her little bright ball of sunshine throughout all of it, right? Yeah. She did get RSV at the end of November during that. There's nothing we could do about that. That's that's not her. Um, but she's just maintained her happy yeah, even when she was like sick, yeah, she's she still was still just, like, like yeah. I love life, and that girl just lights up everyone. I think, like that first two weeks, like it being so sudden with you being gone, me being gone, that was the first time, and I realized this later was like, we had stayed away from her. Oh yeah, ever. Ever at that point, and that's not really how we envisioned our first 
nights away from her, That's right? True. And like, I mean, I think I had stayed away one night, maybe. No, I hadn't. Because I went and when Lauren and Alex had um, Evie, Evie yeah. I came back that night. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I was gone for a good portion, but I came back really, really early in the morning and um, was still here like when she woke up and stuff like that. So that was the first time that she didn't have us, one of us there um, consistently she when she's great. waking up. Yeah. And I think when that, when you came back home after being in rehab mm -hmm. and stuff, and then you had to go back in like for Thanksgiving, after you got back from the hospital, then she was, she was still a little like what, like this is, she knew something was off, you know, like when you were gone for Thanksgiving and stuff, cause you had just gotten back and she was just getting back into that routine and stuff. And so I think that was like, she could sense that something was off, but she was still amazing through everything. Right. But, um, it was just interesting to me to see how, I mean, at that point she was not even a year old and yeah. she still could was like something, you know, and then when you got back, I know it took, you felt like it took her a little while to like be back to daddy's girl. Yeah. You know, um, understandable though. Yeah. She did enjoy stealing my walker. That would, that would be entertaining for her. And your cane. Yes. Now, if you yeah. go anywhere with your cane, she's it's, it's her cane. It's true. Um, and I think, too, the hardest thing, it's hard for me, and I can't imagine what it's like for you, is that, like, you can't pick her up and walk around with her. Yeah. Um, throughout the house as easily as you could before. I mean, obviously, right? Or... Standing at the kitchen, trying to, like, make her a bottle and hold her at the same time. Like, you don't have that ability to do that. So, there's a lot of times where that was really hard. I know, just, like, as an outsider for you when you're standing there and she wants you to, like, hold her and pick her up. And she's just, like, you know, like, going, like, da, 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 like, at your legs. She's da, 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 Yeah, da, like, she's just doing that, like with the sad, sad voice and you're like sitting there like, I'm sorry, baby, I can't hold you right now. Yeah. You know, just because you're not like as sturdy as you feel comfortable doing with her. And I know that that's like the hardest thing, but she's never going to remember those things, you know? Exactly. She's going to remember everyone who was here. She's like, I had all these extra people to love me and play with. Yeah. Like, this is great. Yeah, for sure. So. And she's just going to remember the stories we tell her and she's going to remember... We got blessed with a really easy baby, so we're very thankful for that. We always joke that Luviana don't need no man, but it's Luviana don't need no adult because she, she acts like an adult She already. does. She's already just so adultish. I can do this without you. Just watch me. Mm. Yeah, the other day we were somewhere and literally like she wants to walk and she's not even 15 months old. And she's already, like, pulling her hand out of my hand. Yeah, like, don't like, hold my hand. I want to walk on my own, you I'm know. I'm big enough. I'm big enough to do it. And I'm just like, oh, God. We see all these little babies. And I'm just like, Luviana was never that little. She was never a baby. She was just so grown, I think, from the very beginning. I mean, she literally, 10 seconds old, laying on me, stuck her head straight up off of me. Looking around. And just started looking around. Sterling started talking and just, instantly just stared at him. I'm like, is she supposed to be able to do that? Like, within... I've, my biggest memory from her being born is that moment of them putting her on me and you standing there. And then you said, 
you said something and then she literally just stuck her head straight up off of me and turned her head and looked directly like at you. Like, I know this voice. This is my dad, you know, she's grown. Yeah. I think, uh, this has definitely been harder on us than it's been on her. She's been, (laughs) she's been a champ through all this. She has been a champ. She's a champ all the time for sure. It's true. Um, so we had Valentine's day yesterday. What? Yeah. That's a, (laughs) is that a thing? (laughs) <laughs> well, it's interesting that you say that because um, I finally convinced, side note, I finally convinced Sterling to go to the chiropractor when he got back true. from Mayo. Yep. And we go to an amazing chiropractor here in Bentonville, Dr. Tom, and he um, he sees this all. Like he see, He's yep. literally yep. seen me since I was pregnant. He adjusted Luviana when she was two days old. He's been seeing her since she was two days out of the womb started seeing Harold then I uh yeah and then I recommended Harold to go there and um then finally after Harold and I like doing all of this with you it's just like you realize like you need to go and get you know with all the physical therapies and stuff like Mm -hmm. that just like getting all your align alignment back in alignment um is a good thing for you so uh, Sterling's been going to the chiropractor and it's been helping. yeah, he's enjoying it. And Luviana and I went, um, Thursday. Thursday because of parent teacher conferences and stuff. And when we went, Dr. Tom asked me, what are you guys doing for, um, Valentine's day? Because we had reservations at the place downtown and they canceled the, the restaurant closed down. I don't know if you heard oh, about what, this. What yeah. Fiona. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. It closed down and Literally, like they sent an email. Sorry, no reservations. No reservations. You're we closed our doors. Um, what a night to pick. Yeah, on Thursday, and so <laughs> they, so um, he was like, "What do you guys normally do for Valentine's Day?" You know, which is we're at this weird stage in our life where we are older than than our doctors right now. Some yeah, of them we're starting yeah. to become older than our. Than our doctors, and I'm like, I don't like this. So we're older than our chiropractor. Same age as our, my oncologist. And then, yeah, the yeah. same age as our oncologist. And then I just think to myself, what am I doing with my life? You could have been a doctor. <laughs> right? But you would have just started working. That is true. Um, but anyways, we he asked me, and I was like, oh, I don't know. We don't do anything. And yeah. he was like, what? And I was like, we don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. <laughs> We've never celebrated Valentine's Day, though. Yeah, and he was like, why? And I was like, well, we've been together since we were 18. We were super poor. We did not have Valentine's money. We didn't have money. So it was like, you know, um, why would we spend it on Valentine's So I remember our first Valentine's Day. I told him, you know what you could do? You could just go, like, um, real simple, just make, like, steaks. And, you know, at, home, at home and, like, buy a really nice, like, dinner to make at home and, you know, just do that. And he was like, oh, that's a good idea. Is that what you guys do? And I was like, well, I mean, I guess I just envisioned steak as this dinner that's, like, high-end. Because when we were in college, it was, like, that was the one high-end thing that we were, like... I think that that's still most people's high-end dinner. Yeah, I know, but, like... We weren't going out to get steaks, True. right? We're not going to like Ruth's Chris. Yeah. We were like going to Walmart. Walmart, Walmart steaks. <laughs> Getting like Walmart steaks. And we're like, 
eight dollars, nine dollars on two steaks, and we're like, like, yeah, this is great. And you know, we we used to always buy those big jumbo shrimps, the ones that yeah. you can only afford to buy like four of them. Yeah. And we would have like steak and shrimp, and that was always like what we would always have for um, Valentine's Day. And we just never even bought each other Valentine's gifts or any of those things. I think just because we were. And you got some so broke. You got some cow lilies. Yes, Sterling did bring me a potted plant, which yeah. is nice because he knows that I like plants, but versus flowers. So he bought me a potted plants of calla lilies. They're very, very beautiful. Um, you guys are in Northwest Arkansas, and you go into the neighborhood market on the Benville Square. We never managed to leave there without buying a new plant. This is the truth. Um, which is great, because we have all these wonderful plants across our house now. So yeah. The, Jessica's done a great job of keeping them alive, for the most part. <laughs> you sound so surprised. Yeah, that one's dead. It's still alive, that okay? <laughs> Yeah, that one might be dead, but it's still. Um, I have one in my classroom that I like brought back to life at the over the summer, and then moved it into my classroom. And then when I was out for like a week, the one kid who had like the job of watering it apparently did it, and then everything happened. And then over break, I completely forgot about it, and it's still just sitting back there in the window, so like crispy, very crispy. And I was like, oh, I probably need to get rid of that. And but I feel so bad about it that it died. So, yeah. So, yeah, we got, a, we got a plant for Valentine's Day. Heck, yeah. And then a... I went and got a facial today. Oh, yeah. I was having a conversation at work about, with someone I work with, and he was saying, like, uh, his wife getting her nails done. He got her a gift certificate or something. Mm -hmm. And she goes, well, you can get me a gift certificate for that. And he said, or just use your debit card. It's your money, too. Why it's the go same through thing. the... Yeah, like why go through the hassle? Oh. And I was like, yeah, that's a really good point. Like, just added extra steps for me. Yeah, and it's just one more like process that you have to go through. It's like, just thought, go treat okay? yourself. It's the thought that counts. That's what it is. Or just tell me, go treat myself, and then I know you're thinking about it, and then bam, done. All right, fair enough. Yeah, but I'm probably don't speak for all women. I would. So. I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's our next question? Um. So we have that question and answer book mm, that we used like once that we've used. We used it for a while, okay, but all right, we have had a question, question out of this, right? Yeah. Um, so of course, because it's February like 14th and 15th, it's all, about um, love. it's all about love. And it says, what is your partner's most adorable habit? Adorable habit. Adorable habit. Interesting. We're let's gonna... let's uh, flip this script and talk about the habit that annoys you the most. <laughs> oh, which one is that? Do you know off the top of your head? You are the loudest chewer. Oh, yeah. You sound like you're chewing rocks. It's true. Have it's, ever, I don't we, understand. We've probably talked about how I met your mother a lot. There's a glass shattering episode where you point out something about someone oh. and you can't unhear it or unsee it. Yeah. And I am a loud cheer. Yeah. I can chew some marshmallows and it sounds like gravel. Yeah. You eat yogurt and it's loud. Like, how is that possible? I don't know. Yeah. It's impossible. I mean, I'm sure my annoying habit is, I don't know, I'm loud or something. I believe the question was, what's the most adorable habit? I like how you pivoted 180 and just went straight to the annoying habit. But like, I, that's, I, I mean, I let's be honest. I, okay, it's fine. Now what's, yeah. now, what's the most adorable habit? The most adorable habit. 
You have you're you're just all around adorable. Cheeks. Dun, dun. Oh, well done, well done, played. <laughs> um I would say your most adorable habit would be um probably that you do this thing that you probably don't even realize that you do, but you kinda like come up to me and you like scratch my like shoulder blade area like my back sometimes mm-hmm. when you want to get my attention and like you kind of just like do that um or when you're just checking in like how you doing today you like do that and that is something that you don't like realize you do but I'm like so I greet you like boomsy I'm like <laughs> yeah. hey how you, how you doing scratch you on the back right quick is this what you're saying <laughs> that, you, <laughs> that you greet me like a dog like yeah, I'm a dog is that what's going on here <laughs> Well, now it's not adorable anymore, so I don't have anything. I'd say your most adorable habit is probably when you're reading. Um, Like, to leave you on something, you have really good, like, voices and micro expressions. Like, you you just naturally get into, like, uh, I don't know, you're you're a blue duckling called Boo Boo, and all of a sudden you have a whole different voice and facial expressions that go along with it. Where I just like read the book in the whole same monotone the entire time. <laughs> just like you sound right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like just focused on what the words say. And then you're like, boo! <laughs> and then you have all these different tones and textures that you add to it. So it's always fun to watch. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's nice. What about habit for, for like you though? Like, like how you and I are as like a couple? Because this is what we do. We now look at each other just as like parents right like our parenting aspects and I think sometimes when you do that like we were not parents for 10 12 years together yeah and then instantly became parents and sometimes we forget that you know we were not parents and that we're still not parents to each other we're still a couple right and so like I think that that's important for you to like for us to remember right that we're not just like parents very true. So if I was going to go with adorable habit for you with Luviana, I mean, I think it would be. Well, so this isn't just, with, you've always done this. Like any book, <laughs> like, so it's never been just like Luviana came along. It's like, you've always had these little tones and textures and voices and personalities, right? Like that you've done and it's all been uh-huh. something you've always done, right? I don't know. That's why you're getting out of elevators and people are like, oh, you should be. The elevator voice, because you're just randomly in the middle of Mayo, just be like, going up. And it's just like something you do whenever you hear a story or you want to tell a story, like you add a lot of inflection and, and variety to it, oh. opposed to just... So now you like yeah. my storytelling, because usually you give me no, crap you about my story. No, still need to finish it with, <laughs> I found $20, because it That's could have ended like eight minutes ago. That is not true. We have a friend, a dear, dear friend. Katie who in college would always just tell us the most random stories and Sterling would be like, why am I listening to this again? And she would be like, I don't know. It wasn't me that was like, you need to finish every story with you found $20. But that's our running To make it interesting yeah. because it would be like not as interesting, quote unquote, to some people. And so they were like, you should just end it with, and then you found $20. And then everyone's excited because you found $20. Because then everybody's excited. Yeah. And so now this is like our running joke that we've had. But like, if you're telling a story and I say something to Sterling and then at the end of it, he doesn't find it interesting. He goes, 
and then you found $20. Like, it says it like that. You could have told me that in like 30 seconds opposed to 18 minutes. You're lucky this is a podcast. No one at home can see what I'm, what finger I'm holding up oh, to you. <laughs> um, but yes, I would say as a parent, your adorable habit is with Luyana, you let her just like crawl all over you and do all the things like you never even it never like phases you she like pull on your face she like does like all the things and crawls all over you and you just like just you with her is probably favorite yeah. place to sit is like me on the floor with my back against the couch yes. and just her using me as a couch. It and she she goes and she comes and she backs up and sits down in your lap and it's like so cute and the way that she does that and then the way that you just like sit with her and you just sit with her and talk to her and like your just mannerisms with her is probably like my favorite thing that you do like with her. But I mean, so still voices, no other adorable habits. I don't like... I don't like look cute when I sleep or. Now I just sound creepy if I'm just sitting there watching you sleep. What do you, what do you want from me? I'm so confused. Nothing. Okay, so. Next question. Um, what reminds you that you're in love? What reminds me that I'm in love? Yes. Obviously, your face. <laughs> My face reminds you that. I don't. I like to that. say I love your face because your face makes me happy whenever I see your face. It's like literally kind of, we could be somewhere and I can be away from you and then I'd be like, oh, hey, I know that cute girl. And then it's you, <laughs> even though I've only been separated from you for like two minutes. And it's your face. Oh. Because I love your face. That's sweet. You're sweet. Mm, debatable. Yeah, you're either a douche or you're sweet. Oh, so wow. harsh words. <laughs> yeah, I'm somehow always lovable. <laughs> Uh, no, I always tell people who think they know you out, like outside of like, like at work and things. I'm like, yeah, you think that he's that way, but he's kind of really, you're just, you're so good at making people think that you're just this like <laughs> really sweet, perfect little I like. I surprise people whenever I cuss because they assume I've never cussed a day in my life <laughs> because I look 16. <laughs> That's true. And then I'm like, no, that is not him at all. No. I think that what reminds me that I'm in love is that honestly, you are very understanding about just, you're just really understanding. Um, even when I'm being like, I don't want to say like even when I have like even when our expectations of our relationship are different right like if I'm frustrated or irritated or something along that lines right with like your actions or how we're interacting with each other or we're arguing or whatever then you are understanding in the sense the majority of the time there's moments where I mean obviously where you you can't see it from my perspective but there are a majority of the time you are very much like thinking about it from my perspective and you can be like, okay, I get what you're saying. I understand that. Now, do you change that every time? Nope. No, 
but you are understanding yeah. about that and can see it and it's not you just being like yeah 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 I get it okay whatever shut up I'm tired of having this argument right it's like you really are being like reflective in that moment and you do eventually change it it's just not as quickly as anybody likes change right and so um but I think that what reminds me of that I love it. also is that you have done this since we were 18 and it drives me crazy, but I can't look at you <laughs> when I'm like... You can't be mad at me. If Jessica's <laughs> mad at me, she literally just like has to gaze off in the distance or like talk to the wall talking through me because then she just looks at me and I'm like, you know you can't stay mad at me. It's she so just, like, true. starts cracking up and like breaks her serious mad Jessica face. Yeah, like I cannot hold so a mad yeah. serious face because like I just look at you and you're just like, oh... I'm sorry, and I'm just like, okay, fine, like, and I just, like, give in, and there's moments where I want to be, like, really, really mad, and I want to stay mad, and you make me laugh, and in the middle of an argument, and, like, literally will make me laugh in the middle of an argument, and so that's, like, reminds me that, you know, you're welcome, I'm still in love with you, after, so squishy and cute. (laughs) Don't call me squishy. I was just saying the, the scenario. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so that kind of brings us a little into coming up, like some things that are coming up in our life. So you, your birthday's coming up. Ugh, no, yeah. we don't have to talk about that. We can skip that month. No. Sterling's birthday's coming up March 4th. Gross. He's going to turn 32. Yeah. And um, From the body of an 80-year-old. <laughs> you're like 60 now you have a cane I have a cane yeah, yeah you're not in a walker. walker in the wheelchair yeah. it's fine and so um, and then like in April we actually had our first date in April Heck yeah prom uh, and so it'll be almost four. that'll be 14 years since we've started dating it's a while it's a long time um, in June we'll be married for 10 it's a, a decade. big big year 2020 the Hartmans in their stories so um, I think how we're I just want to before we end it I want to give you guys uh, opportunity like hit us up on Facebook or send us a message or any of those things it's been doing a good job we always like your ideas yeah I mean we know we have a couple things that like some time in between like now and more treatment when we go or your treatments are kind of waning now and then going back to Mayo we have a couple more weeks so we have about six more weeks before we head back up there and we want to do a couple episodes so we don't always have to talk about treatments with Sterling and Sterling would freaking flu or the flu Sterling would prefer if we didn't talk about all that kind of stuff anyways so, if you have some ideas or if you have any stories that you want us to tell, um, then let us know and we will make an episode about it. Or, like our good friend David Thompson, we're waiting for him's schedule to open up so that he can come be on our podcast. David. And I don't even know what we'll talk about with David because he's can talk about It's going to be things. a weird one, but it'll be great. <laughs> and, but if you want to be featured on our podcast, then... Let us know, and we would love to have you. Um, and we can even do like a phone interview or whatever if you're yeah. far away. So, 
Um, we appreciate you guys so much and we want to let you know, thank you for listening to us and supporting us through all of this. And thanks for everybody who's checked in on us in the last couple weeks with the flu and helped us out. We appreciate that. Yep. Love you guys. Bye.